0: It's surprisingly affordable, too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp. H-E-L-P. Story time. Following is a story that's submitted to us by Myron Begay. If you have a story to tell, do send it to our email. My story starts like this I am from the Navajo Nation Indian Reservation, in a small place located 30 south of Page, Arizona, known as Bitter Springs. This event happened in March 2022 in the early hours of the morning at 2 45 a.m. When I was coming back from work in Las Vegas. I work in Las Vegas Monday through Thursday and my route is usually traveling through Las Vegas to Kanab, then to back to Page, Arizona. I got into the town of Page, Arizona coming back from Vegas around 3 AM and stopped at a gas station to fuel up and buy a snack to keep me awake. After that, I left the gas station and I started traveling south towards Bitter Springs on Highway 89 that goes towards Flagstaff. I was the only vehicle traveling on that dark and secluded road. I have to admit that I was thinking about skinwalkers and a story that One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. My grandma used to say when we were younger kids at her house. She used to say that she had seen a yeah, no, glue sheer skinwalker once before that had followed her back to her house on the same route I was going and kept bothering her when she tried to sleep. Just then the rain began to start falling and the clouds started to cover the bright moon above. As I approached a steep hill three miles before Bitter Springs, a vehicle passed me as it was making its way up the Bitter Springs Canyon oncoming. But as that vehicle passed me in the oncoming lane, I could just remember the light was so bright as if the driver forgot to dime his light as he approached me. Just as he passed, I seen a creature which looked like a man wearing a skin with a black and white face with glowing eyes like a deer. The object couldn't have been anything or creature of this world. As it crossed the road, I could remember that the creature looked right at me in my eyes. The creatures I had made contact with me and gave a weird vibe. As it crossed the road, it then jumped over a fence on the side of the road and traveled quickly into the darkness. I then thought to myself, did I just see what I thought I had seen? I then proceeded in terror and hauled us going down the Bitter Springs Canyon. I never in my life traveled down the canyon at 85 miles per hour, especially when it was raining. As soon as I got down the canyon, I turned off at the Bitter Springs housing and seen the creature again by the cattle guard. As I approached it, it took off to the south into the darkness. I then thought to myself, how the hell did that creature get to the turnoff before I did? Right then I knew this thing, or creature was for sure a skinwalker following me. As I got to my driveway at my house which was 1,000 feet from the turnoff, I ran inside and locked the door. About 5 minutes I heard banging at my window and heard a coyote howling but the howling was off. It also had an awful smell like a dead rotten animal. Later when the sun came up I checked the surroundings of my house and seen coyote tracks around my house which tracked back to the south. I work in a pub, it's about two miles away in the next village. I usually finish work late, 1 to 2 AM, and I have to cycle home. The only route is a small road that goes through somewhat large woods. There's a one-mile stretch that has absolutely no street lights, it's pitch black. As I was cycling through the woods I start hearing this screeching sound, similar to a small animal dying. It scared the shit out of me so I started pedaling fast. I continued to hear it, and it seemed as it was progressing towards me. I use my phone's camera light to navigate, although it isn't impossible to see without it. I point my phone behind me and I swear I caught sight of some humanoid creature on all fours running at me. Call it mind games, but this was pretty vivid. I continue to cycle as fast as I can. I've been cycling long distances from a young age. I'd like to say I'm quite fast, Yet I continue to hear the screeching and the light padding of the footsteps of whatever is chasing me. I try to turn my phone light off, and after a few seconds I manage to do so. The padding becomes quieter, and I hear one last screech from whatever it was. I have never been so scared in all my life. It happened in July 2012 while I'm off with my boyfriend on vacation. He inherited a small house on an island in Brittany, France. It's called Ile de Groix, it's situated a few kilometers off the south coast of Brittany and you can only get there with a ferry. It is pretty small and only a few inhabitants live there all year long. There's not much to do but it's really beautiful and it's a nice place for quiet vacation. We like to go for rides, during daytime as well as nighttime. Now I'll start telling my story. 100 true so one night a clear night night doused in moonlight it's important to remember that we went out around midnight for a ride on the island as we were used to do so we headed to a beach whose name i can't remember that goes along a small family vacation village vvf quick description of the area the vvf is situated in a big curve bordered by a small road Alongside the road is a strip of grass and sand. When standing on this strip you have a really nice view of the beach and the sea which lie below. The road and village are situated on some kind of a steep cliff. To go down to the beach you have to walk down sheer narrow stairs, situated a few meters away from where we were standing. Kay, my boyfriend, and I were standing by the road on the strip of sand grass since like 10 minutes, looking down at the sea. I need to point out that it was a calm clear night and we hadn't seen anyone during our ride. We were walking along the beach for a while and hadn't noticed anything strange, nor signs of human presence on the beach, no night swimmers, the water is very cold in Brittany even in the summer no young people having a party on the beach etc. So we were standing on a cliff, facing the sea, when suddenly, straight ahead of us, We saw a human-shaped figure get out of the water and hurry across the beach. I know, it's nothing scary so far. Except the figure was pitch black, contrasting with the clear sand and was not reflecting any light, like a dark shadow. It's weird cause remember the moon was shining. We first thought it was someone skinny dipping. Problem is when you're going out of sea you first swim to the edge of the sea, then you stand up and walk out of the water. This figure gradually went out, all the time standing tall, as if it was walking on the bottom of the ocean. Moreover, Kay and I had been looking at the water for a while and never noticed anyone swimming, as if it was totally emerged for at least 10 minutes. At the sight of that, I felt particularly uncomfortable, not to say really freaked out. So was my boyfriend who was not easily scared. Weirdest part is once the human-shaped figure got out of the water, It headed straight ahead to the foot of the cliff where we were standing, but it wasn't walking or running, it was sliding on the sand, like really fast. A pitch black human shape, with indistinguishable face and features, sliding fast as f on the sand, almost gliding, not moving its legs or anything, leaving no trail or footsteps behind. All the time standing tall and human-shaped. Average human-sized and built, We stared at it silently until it got a few meters away from the foot of the cliff, then, without talking, we decided to get the F out of Dodge, still with this feeling of dread and fear. We never saw or heard of this creature again, and nothing strange happened during the rest of our vacation. My boyfriend however has witnessed strange things on the island before, but nothing that's related to this story. This takes place in March to April of 2013. Me and a friend had just been to the movies and was just walking around at 10:45 PM. We decided we would take a shortcut through the schoolyard of our old school, which had since been abandoned and was in pretty bad shape. As we walked through the schoolyard, we decided to try to get inside the school building and explore a little bit. Now, the school consists of two wings. So the building is an L shape if viewed from above. It is three stories tall and has three entrances. The main entrance leads into a kind of main hall, which connects the two wings. Each wing has staircases in each end of the corridors, which lead to the different floors. This is important later. One of the windows right by the entrance to the lower wing was actually wide open. So we could easily get in. We were now in the basement. We used our cell phones as flashlights, and made sure not to point them towards the windows to avoid being seen. Even though the building was not in use, there was still a lot of stuff left just laying around. Musical equipment, uniforms, a pool table, chairs, etc. So we were just exploring each room in the basement to see if we could find anything cool. We explored the basement for about 15 minutes before we headed up to the first floor and we were now in the main hall. There was some kind of tarp or large plastic sheet hanging there to separate the hall and the lower wing for some reason. I assume it was for some kind of construction work. We went down one of the corridors and started exploring the classrooms. Every classroom had been either vandalized or suffered some kind of water damage, so everything was pretty broken down and rotting. In hindsight I think we were lucky the floors didn't collapse on us or something. We had just come out of the third classroom and were in the corridor when we heard someone moving the tarp plastic sheet in the main hall. This was not wind or anything, we could definitely tell someone was physically moving it. We could also hear footsteps, although the rhythm of the steps was kind of... weird. It sounded like someone changed their walking pace sporadically, if that makes any sense. We immediately went inside a classroom to hide as we thought someone had called security on us. We hid behind the door in the classroom for about two minutes, dead quiet. We didn't hear anything else during this time, so we figured it had to be the wind or just random noises. We decided to keep going. We went through the corridor and up the stairs in the other end from the main hall, and explored the second floor. While we were there we would occasionally hear some noises, but we just brushed it off as wind. After a while we had explored the rest of the corridor, and we decided to walk down the staircase that lead from the second floor to the hall. Halfway down the staircase there was this plateau before the second set of stairs, and this is where things took a turn, no pun intended. We could see the plastic from there, and it was moving. We also heard some kind of scratching noise. We stood there for a second just listening, and I decided to peek around the corner to see what was making that sound. What I saw scared the living shit out of me. It was some kind of... creature. It was skinny, almost completely naked, couldn't see any clothes at least, had really thin strands of hair, and was really pale. Like corpse pale, almost completely white. The first thing that came to mind was that this thing looked like Gollum, just bigger, It was crouching down and was scratching the floor or something, and it made some weird growly, groany, breathy noises. It was facing away from us, so I just stood frozen for a good while and watched it. I took a step back and just pointed at this thing and looked at my friend. He peeked around the corner and immediately I could see his facial expression change into a combination of horror and shock. It was reassuring in a way, knowing that he saw it too. We just stood there for a good 20 seconds just watching this thing do whatever it was doing, and the most cliche horror movie thing happened. My friend started backing away slowly, and while doing so stepped on a piece of glass that cracked. This startled the creature, and it quickly looked over its shoulder right at me. I just bolted at that point. We ran all the way to the basement to get out, and the whole way there I swear it felt like it was right behind us. We ran back to my friend's house, and when we got there we had a kind of debriefing session, making sure we both saw the same thing. The closest thing to a reference picture I can find is this. It pretty much looked exactly like that, just with thin strands of hair on its head. I understand if you think I'm bullshitting, I would be skeptical if someone else told this story. But I swear this actually happened, and my friend confirms it to this day. We got a good enough look at it to confirm that it was a humanoid creature of some sorts, but it didn't really resemble a human being. The only explanation I can think of is that it was a homeless dude that for some reason was naked in this abandoned school, but this is in Northern Norway during winter, you wouldn't survive very long without clothes. Also, I live in a very small town with very few if any homeless people, so that theory wouldn't really make sense. It could also be some kind of animal that had found its way inside, but we got a good look at it, and it didn't resemble any animal I've seen before. I have no idea what that thing was. I am normally a rational slash Occam's razor kind of person, but we saw what we saw and I have no explanation for it. Back in the early 1990s I was a kid, around 13 at the time of this incident and I used to stay at my grandparents' house a lot out in a very rural area in southeast Arkansas. When I say very rural, I mean it was a series of networked dirt roads to get out to their house. The closest neighbors besides my aunt and uncle who lived about a quarter of a mile up the road was over a mile and a half away. This was very backwoods and isolated from most civilization. The closest town was a 10-mile trip. It's in the middle of farmland and mostly woods. They had lived in this house since my mother was a child and had both grown up just a ways down the road. Anyways, there was a general store roughly three to four miles down the network of dirt roads. This was your typical country general store ran by an old lady and her husband and its only customers really only consisted of the people who lived out there in BFE. One day my grandmother asked me if I wanted to walk to the general store and get her some milk, eggs a few other miscellaneous items and I told her I would. She gave me some money and I headed on my way. It was fairly early in the day and I had plenty of time to get back before dark, which I always made sure to do when I was out roaming about. Things can get mighty creepy out in the backwoods of Arkansas after nightfall. It's a darkness unlike most people who have lived primarily in cities or towns have ever experienced. Me being a 13 year old, had poor time management skills. I stopped at the bottom of a hill next to this small wooden bridge you have to cross and messed around at the creek catching crawdads and such and I kinda just messed around the whole way to the store. By the time I left the store I realized it was quickly approaching dark this was fall and darkness set upon the land pretty early in the day i didn't want to be walking those lonely secluded roads through the woods alone in the dark so i hurried as fast as i could running and sprinting as much as possible but it wasn't enough by the time i had made it back to the bottom of the hill near the bridge it was almost completely dark and there was an eerie sort of glow brought about by a very bright nearly full moon that was rising At the top of the hill the road was perfectly straight and flat, with woods on the left side and a large field on the right. About a half a mile up from the top of the hill is my grandparents' house and you can see it from there. As I top the hill I can see the faint glow of the lights at their house, and I feel a sense of relief because I was kinda freaking out a little bit, but knowing I was so close and could see the house offered a little bit of comfort. The field on the right was somewhat illuminated by the glow of the moon and my eyes had adjusted to the darkness rather well at this point. As I walked up the road, I hear something from the left, behind me on the wooded side of the road. It sounded like leaves being rustled. I turn to look and see nothing at first, but then as my eyes begin to focus I see something in the ditch, a black shadowy shape slowly moving towards me. At first I thought it was a dog but then realized it was much too large to be a dog, and then I realized it wasn't actually walking on four legs, it was crawling, like a person would. I stared for a moment, out of sheer confusion, trying to figure out what I was seeing and then a jolt of fear shot through me as it dawned on me, that whatever this thing was, it had been trying to sneak up on me. At that exact moment this thing stood upright out of the ditch on two legs, like a person. It had the shape of a human, long arms, legs and was proportioned as such. It stood roughly 7 to 8 feet in height and was completely covered in black or maybe dark brown hair. Its face was dark in color, and I can't recall seeing much in the way of features due to it being night. It was no bear for certain, or any other kind of animal I have ever seen for that matter. I immediately dropped the bag of stuff I had been carrying and bolted as fast as my legs could take me towards my grandparents' house. I heard a heavy breathing slash guttural growling kind of sound behind me and heard this thing's footsteps running behind me on the gravel as it gave chase. I did not turn around and was certain that it would grab me at any moment. I then heard it crash off into the woods, and let out an earth-shattering and ungodly scream unlike anything I had ever heard before or since. I'm positive this thing could have easily caught me, had it wanted to, but for some reason it let me go. By the time I reached my grandparents my heart felt as if it would explode from the combination of the adrenaline rush I had from being scared beyond any type of fear I had ever felt before or since, and full on sprinting as hard and fast as possible for about a half straight mile. I flew into the house and in an incoherent mess of hyperactive gibberish tried to explain to my grandparents what had just happened. My grandmother didn't really seem to believe me, but did believe something had scared me and acted rather weird about the whole thing. She tried to convince me it was just a dog or some other animal. The next morning I woke up and found my grandpa sitting outside whittling wood underneath the shade tree in the front yard, as he often liked to do. I went and sat down beside him in one of the old metal lawn chairs. He was a very rational man, down to earth, and had grown up in and hunted that area his entire life. He knew every inch two of it, mapped into his mind. He knew every type of critter and creature that lived in those woods, what noise they made, where to find them, how to catch them, etc. I had only been hunting with him for a couple of years. had been going out into those woods with him since a pretty young age on walks and such. He had passed a lot of his knowledge down to me during those adventures. I spoke to him about what had happened to me the night before, and told him that I knew what I saw. It wasn't my overactive imagination, I wasn't making it up, and it definitely wasn't a dog. He knew that I wasn't just some dumb 13-year-old kid, and he knew that I knew the things he'd taught me. He stopped whittling, looked me right in the eyes and said, I know what you saw. I've seen it before too. There's things out in them woods that people don't understand and that a person ought not go foolin' with. I remember those words clearly to this day because it gave me affirmation, but at the same time made me realize that whatever I'd seen was very real in existence and beyond my understanding. My grandpa then went on to tell me that far back in the woods, There are some cliffs and at the bottom of those cliffs is a cave. He told me that the cave is where the creature lived. He had once stumbled upon it a long time ago when he was hunting. He said he was standing on the top of the cliff looking at it when a creature fitting the same description emerged and began screaming wildly at him and throwing rocks. He said he took a shot at it, missed and then this thing gave chase to him. But my grandpa was on top of the cliff so in order to get to him this thing had to go around a pretty good distance and then up, which he said it quickly began to do, so he hightailed it out of there in a hurry. He said the whole way back home he felt as if he were being watched and kept hearing twigs snap behind him and he was certain that it was following him. Stalking him. He made it home and as he reached his front porch he turned and looked back at the woods from where he'd came and saw it peeking out at him from behind a tree. Later that night he said that he and my grandmother awoke in the early morning hours to large rocks being thrown at the house and ungodly howling noises from outside and this thing trying to get into the house. He said he could hear it walking around on the front porch, rattling the doorknobs, banging on windows and it sounded like it was muttering to itself, in a low deep garbled voice, but it didn't sound like a language, just a bunch of gibberish after a while the thing went back to throwing some more rocks and howling so my grandpa grabbed his shotgun and fired it out the front door a few times into the darkness and the direction of the howling and said he heard it run back into the woods he didn't know if he'd hit it or not he said that was the last he'd ever seen or heard from it but over the years an occasional farmer's cow would be mutilated or someone's hunting dog would go unexplainably missing or someone would have a story about some strange creature they'd seen. He also said it scared my grandmother beyond words, and she absolutely has refused to ever talk about it or even acknowledge that it happened, which explains her acting weird about it. When I told her what happened to me, I know it's a pretty far fetched story, and you can believe it or not. It makes no difference to me. I know what I saw and my grandpa knew what he saw and neither of us had ever felt the need to convince anyone else of it. In fact, until today I have never actually spoken of it to anyone other than my grandpa and he passed away roughly 10 years ago. Growing up my mom, I was a bartender. She was a single parent, so I took care of my little brother most nights one night while i was making dinner i kept hearing a strange whistling sound but i didn't think much of it because it was storming pretty hard outside but the whistling continued and it started to sound more like a melody than whistling from a storm i started to get a little freaked out and asking my little brother if he was hearing it too he wasn't eventually the whistling stops but it's still storming pretty badly fast forward to the end of the night when i'm going to bed I'm climbing up the ladder of my bunk bed and my TV shuts off. I think maybe the power went out, but the hallway light is still on. I try to turn it back on and nothing happens, so I reach around my TV stand and realize that it's been unplugged. At the same time I hear the whistling, only this time it's not in the distance, it sounded like someone was whistling directly into my ear. I could almost feel their breath, it sent chills down my spine it still sends chills down my spine. At that moment I took off running out of our house screaming. We lived in an apartment with three other units, so I woke the neighbors above us. They were younger couple with two kids and offered to come check out our house. I could tell at the time the guy thought I was just a stupid kid hearing things, but was trying to make me feel better. My brother and I waited outside of our apartment while he went inside to check it out for us. After a few minutes he came back and he seemed a little agitated and asked if you're playing a prank on him. This really scared me and I told him we weren't playing a prank on him. He could probably see we were telling the truth by our faces, because I could see the fear roll over his face. He said he looked everywhere and did not find anyone, but was convinced someone was in our home. They invited us to stay in their apartment until my mom was home from work because they didn't feel comfortable with us staying alone. I never heard the whistling again, but so many other strange things happened to my brother and me in that apartment. I'm convinced it was haunted. I'm not sure if the story will be scary to any of you, but that was the most terrified I've ever been in my life. When I was 19 I worked as a stalker for Target and had to bike to work early every morning, Around 4 AM. Worst job ever. One morning, I got on the bike and began pedaling the 5 miles like usual. After a while I got the weirdest feeling. I could feel that something was following me. I can't explain it any better than that. It was like a sixth sense. But here's the kicker, I could feel that whatever was following me was following me from the air. Behind me and up in the sky. My heartbeat quickened and I started pedaling faster. Movies were pouring through my head, Jeepers Creepers, Lost Boys, Interview with a Vampire, any movie that has a scene in which something flies down and onto someone in slash on a vehicle. At this point I'm expecting my rational brain to kick in and do its usual thing anytime I'm in a dark room or alone in an alley and relax me. It doesn't and the feeling gets progressively more powerful. I am now sure that something is following me and is getting closer. I can remember my vision almost seemed to blur as my hearing became more crisp. My body was shifting gears from one sensory preset to another. My back felt as sensitive as my palms. Finally, I get the balls to look behind me. Nothing. Nothing there. I keep pedaling faster and faster. I look behind me again, there is something there. I can't tell what it is. It's dark, a hundred feet up and following me. Now I start to shit in my pants. I can remember being incoherent almost, as if my body had shut down all higher functioning and replaced it with robotic movement. I remember thinking of Discovery Channel shows where the gazelle runs from the lion and I know I'm the gazelle. I was simply waiting for whatever it was to land on me at this point. Me and my bike eventually burst into an empty but well-lit intersection and start heading down the hill to target. The feeling lets up as suddenly as it seized me and I knew I was safe. I looked around me and up in the sky and everything was fine, nothing there. I'm not sure what happened that morning, 11 years ago, but as you can see I remember almost every second of it. I was house sitting for a friend in an ill planned housing development out in the middle of nowhere. Everybody in the development had pooled their money and gone on a two week cruise together. My friend didn't have cable yet so I amused myself most nights by defending his refrigerator from a beer invasion. There was nobody for company but the one guy who had just moved in down the street and his great Dane sized mixed breed dog named Cujo who hated me power went out one night and we're standing in the road drinking the beer so it doesn't spoil, any excuse, right? Talking about how spooky the place is only lit by moonlight when we hear a cougar. Two things you need to know about a cougar's roar, one, they sound exactly what you'd imagine a woman being tortured to death would sound like, and two, they sound like they're right behind you even if they're a mile away. Cujo's hackles rise and he starts growling, staring off into the distance. More roars. I explained to the guy that it's a cougar, it's miles away but the sound carries, that's a mating cry and not a hunting cry, nothing for Cujo to be afraid of, etc. Then we hear a second roar. This one literally sounds like it's ten feet away. Cujo cuts his head around, ends his growl with a little squeak, and stares at a spot right behind me. Right. Behind. Me. I very slowly turn around. Nothing is there. The cougar screams happen again, one far away and one that I swear is coming from the shadow of the house I'm looking at. I turn to the guy to suggest that maybe we want to go inside now. The guy and the dog were gone. In a few seconds, they'd gone far enough to be out of sight on a gravel road without making any sound whatsoever. More screams. This time, it seemed like both were coming from the shadows of the houses around me. I'm sure I broke some kind of land speed record getting back to my friend's house. Then I broke another record closing and locking all the windows. For the next hour or so, which seemed like a week, I heard screams from different places around the neighborhood. My beer-soaked mind decided the cougars were trying to figure out which house I was in. When the scream stopped, I was convinced that they'd found me and were closing in. I very quietly started looking for the guns I knew my friend owned but had hidden very well because he had children in the house. Every time I tried to lie down to go to sleep, I remembered my grandfather's stories about how the reason why cougars sound like a woman screaming is because they really are women screaming. They're humans trapped in cougar form by magic and pissed the hell off about it. Then I'd get up and look for the gun some more. I finally drifted off around dawn. I didn't see Cujo or the guy for the rest of my stay, but it turned out they were okay because my friend later mentioned that his daughters liked inviting them over and riding Cujo like a horse. So I live in the rurals of Indiana, US. It's pretty stereotypical, a gravel road surrounded by cornfields, all that. It gets pretty spooky at times, cornfields are creepy at night and it always sounds like something is running through them, dark twisting shadows from trees in our yard, occasionally weird animal calls, yada yada yada. One time I forgot to feed the outside dogs during the afternoon, so I had to go out back and feed them even though it was dark out. When I turned around I swear I saw a figure lumber over the peak of the roof behind the chimney like it was hiding from me. It terrified me and I sprinted back inside, which actually felt more scary considering I was running the direction of the thing I just thought I saw. But the real story comes from a few weeks before, and why that fleeting thought scared me so bad. So bit of backstory, my dog can best be described as a punk. He's a miniature schnauzer but he thinks he's big and scary. He is fearless to a pretty stupid degree. We had a pack of coyotes walk through our empty field and I had to sprint and tackle him to stop him from confronting the entire pack, growling and barking the whole way. Same story when he escaped the fence and went for a nearby neighbor's two angry boxers. So animals don't scare my stupid dog, and as I mentioned, he had gotten in the habit of escaping his fence. So one night, it's like 3am, and he wakes me up and is whining and groaning and clearly has to go outside. Well he had been escaping and I hadn't fixed the fence, so I hooked a leash on him and went outside. The motion light came on and I could see it's insanely foggy. The fog was so thick I could barely see the car in the drive maybe 30 feet from where I was standing. So I was a little unsettled. But I take him out and he does his business and he starts sniffing around. And he kind of was whining like he was smelling something weird and he started circling and being agitated. Well I thought I'd walk him through the yard to calm him down so I could go back to sleep. Well like I said, he has never been scared of another animal. And his response to seeing anything is run up to it, barking. But he stopped and focused hard, and his breathing started going really fast. But he was standing close by me, not pulling on the leash. I followed his gaze and I saw this dark figure, bigger than a person, lumbering across the yard. It almost looked like a large person hunched over, maybe on four legs, maybe not. Bear-sized, but I've never ever seen a bear anywhere near here. Corn fields and towns, between two cities is where I live. No bears. The fact that he was clearly scared and didn't want to engage this thing, mixed with I couldn't tell what it was at all. I ran back inside and he very happily followed and he sat down once inside and just looked up at me whining like he was scared. Single most terrifying experience of my life. This actually happened. I'm serious, the only reason why I even tell people is because my friend saw it with me and we still talk about it to this day. B-16 or 17 friend came by to tutor me in calculus about 10 p.m. At night I let my friend drive my car to his house. He lived out in the outskirts of town where there is nothing but orchards of almonds. Passed by cattle ranch with lots of lights. Silence in the car. I'm on shotgun and I see a bull running on its two legs like a human. Bull turns its head towards us. Red glowing eyes bull looks like it's getting ready to spin around but then evaporates. Look towards my friend and ask him, did you see that? My friend replies, did it look like a bull running on two legs with red glowing eyes and then it disappeared? Yes I saw that. WTF. That was about 10 years ago, my coworker came in his day off just to tell me that his friend saw the exact same thing 6 years after the incident. My ex didn't see anything, was on cell phone. 100% true story. A few friends and I decided to go for a cruise. We drove by my girlfriend's house, they were doing renovations and no one was living there, and she let out a guys, Guys look. Look, oh my god, the window. I looked at the second story window and the hair stood up on the back of my neck. It looked like an absolute giant of a man, very tall, very broad, with wire-like, matty hair. The house had a light on, but it was dark. He stood there like a silhouette. A hulking, menacing silhouette. My friend in the front started praying out loud. The driver nearly crashed from all of the commotion and how loud we were. I instantly thought it was some squatter or homeless guy, whatever, but they were convinced otherwise. I don't believe in the paranormal or anything like that, but seeing that thing gave me the chills like never before. I was instantly frozen with fear. We stop at our friend Craig's house, and he instantly had to check it out. We were back at the house not 10 minutes later. Craig looked at me, come on, let's go. What are you, crazy? Serio, just no, F that. He wouldn't let up, and I had to go with him to check this thing out. He said it was because no one else would, and because I was the second biggest. Now, Craig was 6 ft 7 and 280 pounds, just a mountain of a man, and we were only 18. I still didn't feel safe, I felt like a 6 feet 2 little girl going in there. We walked up to the house, click, the door was open. It wasn't even locked, bizarre. The stairs were at the front of the door, and I was first. I'm slowly creeping upstairs trying to not make a sound. It is worthless, as the mammoth behind me is stomping up the stairs, or so it seemed. The guy we would have seen would have been to the left, in one of the rooms. I went to the right, toward the kitchen and told Craig he wanted to be here, go check it out. It's pitch black, the hallway light wasn't working. The only light on is the one in the kitchen, where I am. He's walking down the hall and all I hear is Jamie. I'm so tense it scares the shit out of me. I jump, what? Hand me your phone, I need the flash. I walk to him in the hallway, past the stairs, to give him my phone. He gets it, starts using the flash, and I walk away. I'm just turning my way into the kitchen, when we hear boom. Thump thump, thunk, crash. Every hair on my body stood up. I whipped around and saw Craig in the hallway looking pale, and frozen. I probably looked even worse, and we were both frozen, for only a few seconds, but it felt like an eternity. What, are you messing with me, Vic? More sounds. No, shut the F up. I hissed. Then dead silence. Both of us realized we had to get down those stairs, it's the only way the same stairs we heard something tear down as fast as they could. We both ran at the same time and I had to wrestle the mammoth that is cragged down the stairs to get down first. I scrambled my ass off with the door and just barreled out of there, not looking back, and that was that. Or so we thought. We got back to the car, and both probably looked like we had just seen the devil himself. What's wrong? It looked all good from here? My girlfriend, Anna asked. We explained what went down, and everyone in the car looked at each other and wouldn't say anything. What? What? I asked, no one answering. Just what the F, spit it out. Shouted Craig. Finally Anna spoke up. She said they thought it was all good from the outside. She saw Craig and I using a flashlight in the room, and I that was being a creep behind the door. They thought I was trying to imitate the thing we had seen. I'm not kidding at this point, I could feel my eyes tear up when she spoke those words. I was nowhere near the room at any point. Someone was in the room when he didn't even know it, and must have been the person who tore out of there and bolted down the stairs. He would have been right behind me as I passed the stairs. This was two years ago. Edit, sorry for the length, but it's a true story and I had never typed it up two weeks later the contractors found dead animals mutilated in the basement hearing that made me relive that nightmare and wonder what sick person we had stumbled upon chills many years ago i spent nights with a lady friend she had had trouble sleeping so she started taking ambien one night she woke up trying to unlock her apartment door with her car keys from the inside. Went to the doctor and got off the medication. In the meantime, she needed someone to stay with her until the meds wore off. So, picture the two of us young adults snuggled up in a twin-sized bed in her apartment and me not letting her all of 90 pounds get up and walk around while tripping balls on Ambien and ambient withdrawals. I woke up in the middle of the night to a presence in the room, and there is a small child standing beside her side of the bed. I turn slightly and can see the same child standing behind me, opposite the first. Thoroughly creepy, no? Then they disappear. Okay. Maybe I'm tripping, too, right? Except I'm straight edge. Whatever, my mind is playing tricks on me. I woke up before her the next morning, started to get up, and found the sheets were tucked under the mattress clear up to our necks. So I laid there until she woke up and watched her, and I watched her struggle with the bed sheets. Now, I'm a light sleeper, and we never slept with the bed sheets tucked under the bed. In fact, she was pretty anal about making sure the sheets were loose. So I asked her about the sheets, and she described, paraphrasing 10 years later, a boy of seven or eight years of age that visits her in the night, and, I quote, he tucks me in. So far, he's been harmless. It was summer. It was hot. And I still shivered. (laughs) This happened in Ohio, about 10 to 15 miles north of Delaware. Rural-ish area. I'm being vague cause I don't want to give too many personal details away. It was summer, and my family was having a cookout. All the adults, including me, are inside talking while the kids were playing outside. We all heard a huge boom, to this day the loudest sound I think I've heard, and no shit about 3 seconds later, we all kinda froze when we heard the boom, felt the wavelength or whatever from it go through the house. This kicked us out of our shock and we ran outside to see if the kids were okay and what happened. It honestly sounded like what I would imagine a nuke or bomb would sound like. The kids were fine, some were scared, some didn't hear it, WTF? And we didn't see anything in the sky or around the land that looked off. My boyfriend and I drove around, like two miles out in each direction, and saw nothing. I've checked news reports off and on and nothing's been said about it since then. It was so scary and the fact that nothing was said about it in the news is just so weird. There is no way it was just a gunshot some of my family tried to say it was after we all calmed down or anything like that it was something big and it's gonna drive me nuts for a long time if i don't figure out what it was i had just gotten home from the gym and was exhausted i badly needed to shower slash sleep so i began to head upstairs as soon as my bedroom door came into view What I can only describe as a dark and humanoid looking silhouette creeped out of view from the side of my door frame. I knew 100% that I had seen something and wasn't too keen on investigating it. I grabbed a knife from my kitchen, convinced myself that I was a grown ass man, counted down from five, kicked my halfway closed bedroom door all the way open and started yelling like a maniac, I was home alone. I didn't find anything or anyone. I checked each closet thoroughly, under the bed, etc etc the usual f that places. I closed my door out of habit and began to get undressed when the only light in my room burned out. It was absolutely pitch black. Considering how positive I was that I had seen something earlier, I promptly began to freak the f out. I had this sense of dread and absolute impending doom. I felt like there was a hand about two inches away from the back of my neck, It was such a vivid and terrifying feeling. I bolted in the direction of my door after about 5 to 10 seconds of being too afraid to act and got the F out of my house until the rest of my family came home. Pretty anticlimactic, I know, but to this day, I've never felt that convinced of another unwelcome presence in my house. I used to regularly dream that a ghostly blue figure of an old man walked from the kitchen to the dining room to the living room, then up the stairs, past my bedroom at the top, along a short hall, and across the room at the end of the hall, disappearing directly into the wall instead of using the door and going to the last room. Every time he hit that wall I'd wake up. It was always exactly the same ghostly motions in the dream. The figure would follow a certain path right through the furniture, one arm slightly forward, face glazed over, and he glided instead of stepping. It went through a wall at the base of the stairs that had once had a doorway, until my parents broke out the wall and restored the doorway. Sometimes in my dream I would follow, sometimes other family members would follow instead of me, but always, I was filled with terror, and always when the ghost got to that final wall and disappeared I would wake up. I probably had this dream weekly for over 10 years, starting from when I moved into that bedroom. I never had the dream outside that house that I can remember. The dream stopped happening when I left for college, but would start again when I went home for breaks. I haven't slept there for 13 years now, and I haven't had that dream since the last night I was in there. It made me think the place was haunted. This dream has a little more to it, though. While visiting home well after I had moved out, I asked my parents whether they knew anything about the renovations in that part of the house. Some similar houses in the area had back staircases and I was just curious about whether ours ever had one as well. My dad said yes, ours had, and he lifted some of the kitchen ceiling tiles to show me where the stairs had been, under an area that is now a closet. When I looked up I immediately realized that the top end of the stairs had been at the point in the wall where the ghost in my dream had always disappeared. I didn't want to talk about that, though, so I just shrugged it off and remarked that someone must have taken it out to make more room in the kitchen and have the upstairs closet. My dad looked at me rather coldly and told me no, that's not why the stairs were gone. He had once thought the house was haunted and talked to a next-door neighbor who had been there for over 60 years about it. It turns out that after a previous owner's husband had died, she had the staircase removed because she thought it would stop his spirit from haunting her. She had also filled in the doorway that my parents had reopened. Then I asked my dad why he would have even asked the neighbor about the house being haunted, because I didn't know anyone else in the family had ever thought that. Dad told me it was because he had recurring dreams about of an old man walked from the kitchen to the dining room to the living room, then up the stairs, past my bedroom at the top, along a short hall, and across the room at the end of the hall, disappearing directly into the wall. We were both a bit stunned to find out we had lived for years having this same dream many, many times. When I was around 13 to 14 I had my mom drive me home from a family friend gathering. It was dark outside and when we turned onto our street we saw this decrepit woman with long stringy hair, dressed in what looked like a long black cloak with a man helping her walk. She was making these inhuman movements it was almost like she was a creature. The closest thing I can compare her to is the girl from the ring but an elderly woman form. As soon as the headlights shined on her my mom and I were both scared shitless. We kind of nervously laughed it off as she dropped me off, pretending it wasn't that horrifying. 5 minutes later she pulled back into the driveway and made me come back to the party, she said she couldn't leave me home alone after seeing that woman slash thing. To this day we still have no idea who she was slash why she could barely walk slash why she was walking in the middle of the night. No one else ever saw her. A few weeks later my mom and I saw her again in the middle of the night and then we never saw her again. Keep in mind we live in a small somewhat secluded neighborhood and we pretty much know everyone who lives here. I'm 24 now and the thought of her still gives me chills. Late to the game but my experience has always creeped me out to this day. I was coming home late one day from work and it was a normal evening until I stepped out of my car. The moment I closed my car door I had an almost immediate reaction to get back in and drive off. I kinda just froze next to the car with my hand on the handle. There was just something different in the air. My apartment entrance isn't too far from my parking spot so I decided to shake off the feeling and walk toward the door. The moment I began to walk something on the other side started to walk with me. I stopped and whatever was on the other side of the car also stopped. I began walking again and I could hear nails scratching the concrete following me. I stopped again and it stopped too. I looked around and something felt off and heavy if that makes any sense. Whatever it was, did not feel nice. It felt dangerous and curious too. I power walked it to the door opened it and slammed it shut. I felt it waiting outside the door as if it almost made it inside. I told my boyfriend but he chalked it up to it being a rodent. But the feeling I felt was so upsetting. The next day we went outside to go run some errands and we found dead snakes with no heads right next to my car. It freaked me out. I told my mom and was instructed to get Olympia. We're both kinda convinced that perhaps someone did brujería on me, still one of the creepiest things I've ever experienced. When I was little we lived in Chile. So houses were always closed off and there were fences everywhere. This house in particular was in an L shape and was completely closed off to the street. To get in you had to go through a big slash heavy metal garage door. There was no way to get in unless you climbed a roof or neighbor's roof. The siding was all windows in the inside of the house so you could see someone in the kitchen which was on the back, when you were on the other side next to the garage. The outside was all brick with high windows. Anyway, I was usually alone early in the afternoon or with a nanny that was in the kitchen a lot. My brothers were usually in school and my parents were out. Our TV was by the corner of the only entrance to the property. So I would be watching Pokemon by myself. Then a figure walked by wearing a hat and what seemed like a work jacket, it looked like a man coming from our backyard leaving the property. I saw him around the same time at least three to four times a week. I told my parents but they didn't believe me. So one day this figure is walking by and my nanny comes screaming and running into the room because she saw it from the kitchen on the other side. She tells my parents, but they again wouldn't believe her. One day we were out of school for a holiday, so we were all at the table eating and I was looking towards the entrance. Then the figure walks by, my dad sees him and looks at me and runs to the door. He starts going around the property, but didn't see anyone. A few months later I was sleeping, my brothers and I shared a master bedroom, and something hit me and it woke me up. As I'm moving around in my bed I hear an angry voice that says move and I see this man's face, the one walking by, starting at me so close. So I close my eyes and start screaming. I sit up and open my eyes again making sure he wasn't hurting my brothers and he is standing in my room's doorway just staring at me. I scream again and my dad comes running. My dad always dismissed it, but my brothers and I would always experience some weird shit in that house. My family owns around 360 acres in northern Oklahoma that has been in our family since the land rush. Growing up, the family would meet there for Thanksgiving and Christmas, but as the family expanded, it was quickly outgrown. Nowadays, I'm about the only person that goes there, and I go slash went there regularly to train with my firearms. I went there earlier this year and had an experience that shook me so badly. That i haven't spoken about it until recently and will never go back there alone i arrived around 2 pm and set up my targets but something felt off i use an electronic headset for hearing protection that also amplifies ambient noise and i noticed that everything seemed to stop no wind no bugs no birds nothing just complete and total silence which is very unusual for the area I run my normal drills and as the sun starts to set, things get stranger. Odd smells, like a dirty litter box plus body odor, started coming around, and I noticed that the coyotes were crossing the field west of me, almost as if they were consciously avoiding entering the woods nearby. Then, I started hearing interference coming over my headset, and what sounded like disembodied voices speaking in an indiscernible language that I couldn't hear with the naked ear. Now, I'm starting to worry, I start gathering my things, and then I hear what sounds like a woman's blood-curdling screams coming from the woods. I've heard mountain lions and bobcats squaring off, which we do have on the property, but this sound was neither of those things. Around the same time, I got what I can only describe as a nauseating, omnidirectional feeling of being watched shortly followed by very distinct footsteps trudging through the foliage in the tree line approximately 30 yards from my position. I've been an avid hunter since childhood and familiar with the noises of the woods, and the cadence of the footsteps was indicative of a large, bipedal creature. Oddly human-like. It was very concerning, considering I'm in the middle of a large swath of property that's 25 miles from the nearest populated area. I pull my phone out to take a video, and I start scanning the tree line with my flashlight. Standing behind a tree at the edge of the tree line, was a tall, black silhouette with spindly limbs and a pale face, looking directly at me. I managed to capture a still image of it from the video that I will try to find and attach. I quickly grabbed my range bag and made a run toward my truck. I get about 50 yards from the truck, and the light post on our property, that is hooked up to county power and has never turned off in the 20 years I've been going here, suddenly cuts off. Now, I'm blindly running in the direction I believe my truck is in while I hit the unlock button on my fob to find the lights. I get in my truck, speed off, and as I'm watching in the rear view, the light post turns back on. I'm finally ready to get this out in the open for interpretation. I tend to think of myself as a rational person that doesn't necessarily believe in the woo kind of stuff. Although, my mother described me as being sensitive and somewhat gravitated toward energies as a child. I was doing everything I could to rationalize or come up with a reasonable explanation for the things I was experiencing, but I have no explanation. The kind of fear this experience put into me as slash was unlike any kind of fear I'd ever felt. I'm a female, and this occurred two years ago when I was 18. This takes place in Maine. Every summer my family and I go up to camp in Dedham slash Ellsworth, Maine. It's about a three hour drive from my house. The camp itself is about an hour from the nearest town. I've been going to this camp my entire life. My family owns it and have never had an incident like this happen before. I was watching TV in the middle of the night. Both of my brothers and my parents had gone to bed. I heard a noise coming from the kitchen, and realized that the dogs needed to go outside to do their business. So, I took my brother's two pit bulls and my affinpincher, tiny dog, outside after turning on the porch light. I walked around to the front yard and I let the dogs off leash. It's so incredibly dark in the woods in Maine that the porch light really only illuminated the porch and nothing else, so I tried to keep an eye on them. I was momentarily distracted when I saw a loon, wild bird, on the lake. When I looked back, I saw that the pit bulls were both looking at something in the woods. I couldn't see what it was, but I assumed they'd seen a squirrel or a raccoon. It was then that I realized I didn't see Alfie anywhere. She's an awfully small dog, and she's completely black. I called for her a few times and heard some soft whimpering right where the dogs had been looking earlier. I took a couple steps in that direction and called for her again, worried that she may have gotten her paw stuck between the rocks or gotten stuck in a snake hole. Suddenly, I felt something moving behind me. I whipped around and looked down, and... it was Alfie. She'd been staying close to me the whole time, I just hadn't seen her. So naturally, I was thinking if Alfie is here, WTF is in the woods? I took another step forward, and the pit bulls began to growl. They were slowly advancing and were now on either side of me, looking right into the blackness of the woods. I quickly picked up Alfie and began to back up, very slowly. I'm not sure what I thought was there, but there are lots of animals in Maine and I figured the dogs knew better than I did, since I couldn't see anything. Right as I turned around, I heard the most absolutely bone-chilling thing I've ever heard in my life. Coming from the direction of the woods, I heard something slash someone call Alfie's name. It sounded almost as if it was trying to mimic me, but it was just all wrong. The voice sounded really distorted, and it almost seemed to wail. I freaked the f out and ran inside with the dogs. I have no idea what was out there in the woods. My camp is essentially a log cabin overlooking a lake and our nearest neighbor, who is also family, lives at least a half mile in the opposite direction of where the thing was. What do you guys think? (coughs) My wife and I were traveling to the Smoky Mountains from Ohio on an anniversary getaway. We usually avoid highways in our travels and instead prefer the scenic and slower paced state routes of my childhood. This trip stood out as quite a disaster as we struggled with both the GPS and paper maps while navigating a route I was at least somewhat familiar with. Navigational errors are not our norm and we quickly found ourselves having an uncharacteristic argument that got fairly heated but was nonsensical. It was like we spoke different languages and were looking at different maps. We eventually found ourselves in increasingly less populated areas and poorer road conditions. For those not familiar with the area, being in central Kentucky, the forest is hilly and expansive, dotted with small towns and the occasional privately owned farm amidst all the federal land. We had eventually quieted down, anxiously following the GPS as it cut in and out. Our anxiety grew until the GPS suddenly chimed in with turn left now. I responded by reluctantly starting the turn when my wife suggested it must be a shortcut we were unaware of. Upon completing the turn I slowed, seeing the road took a sudden drop in quality, potholes large enough to get a tire stuck in, overgrown scrub growth on the edges and ominous gnarled vines hanging down. The hair stood up on my neck as it still does right now as I ride it. Bringing the car to a stop I asked my wife, are you sure about this? As I look towards her. No we need to turn around. She starts to say but is cut off, almost frozen staring at her phone. Not in the way a person freezes when terror sends their muscles trembling, but completely motionless. I instinctively slam it in reverse backing into the position we came so that I could continue the course we were on. As we reach the end of our reverse turn, I slammed it into drive but went nowhere as the rear of the early 2000s Lincoln is lifted off the ground. Before I can process what is happening, something charged from the woods to our right. At first is was a large red blob that moved with a speed and grace that seemed unnatural to its grotesque nature. As it closed the gap it was clear that it was running on all fours but only partly so, its forward movement agile but uneven as it irregularly used its arms with its oddly bent hind legs. It was almost like its limbs were growing as it eventually came to stand on its hind legs and place its hands on the glass. Up close I could see what I thought was first seemed more like strands of rotten flesh that grew as thick as a shaggy dog and smelled overwhelmingly of rotten fish and moss. Its hands looked nearly human were it not for the rotten fur and long claws. The face sticks with me as much as the smell, being somewhat shaped like a human that has its face twisted and pulled forward in vague canine shape with large pointed ears toward the top of its head. Inside its snarling mouth were long, narrow teeth that looked almost too large to close. But the eyes were the worst part, bloodshot and yellow, they leered at my wife with a hunger. The kind of hunger that promises unspeakable things. When you are in a flight or fight situation you usually get that distinct moment of clarity where you make your choice even if it's one you are ashamed of. In that moment I felt like a small dog, defending my mate from a rabid wolf. I stomped the gas pedal and bellowed hard go now. And a series of loud noises that sounded more like barks than human noises. It jolted suddenly and the rear of the car drops leading to a loud peel out. It kept pace with us scratching at the car and banging on it until we broke 45 miles per hour, driving wildly through the winding country until we saw the lights of a town in the distance. We parked in a well-lit parking lot in the center of town next to a gas station. We busied ourselves as we inspected the car, reluctantly sharing what we thought we saw. She was in tears and sobbing about feeling a pressure in her head and that she was conscious but paralyzed looking under the trunk i spotted a cracked strut and a lump of the rotten flesh dangling from a frame member the smell was still overpowering and sent us into a tear-filled hug as we stared at a piece of the filthy creature and realized it was likely at least two of them the one in the window and the one that lifted the rear axle of the ground thoroughly shaken we sat in the car facing opposite directions and discreetly unpacked our handguns and hid them under our blankets We waited until 9 or so before setting back off towards our destination via highway.